It's Wednesday, April 4th, and I'm in the phone booth in the Impact Hub in downtown Seattle, Washington. Curtis is sick at home on Discord, and this is Four Finger Shotguns. Our guest today is the aforementioned Curtis Takahashi, Employer Partnership Manager at Educurious, a catalyst to reimagine learning. He's going to tell us about the work they're doing, working with employers to expand opportunities for high school kids by getting them into paid internships and job opportunities. Curtis is currently in the process of reforming Seattle Radio Theater, the only regularly scheduled live broadcaster of contemporary and historical radio drama in the free world, and has worked with Imagination Theater on the Harry Nile and Sherlock Holmes mystery radio dramas, and he writes the Phoenix Rising mystery radio drama. Hi, Curtis. Hi, Johnny. Hey, how are you? I'm I'm well, thanks. Uh, I heard you're a little under the weather, and I'm sorry. And but thank you for joining uh, me. I'm getting better. Sleep cool. helps. It does for real. Uh, there's so much that I want to talk about. I want there, you. You do so much. So I guess my first question is, how do you find the time? <laughs> uh, I wish I could say it's yeah, yeah. I wish I could say it's great time management, which I uh, with all these things uh, yeah I don't have, but yeah, you just make some time for things that you're passionate about. So you you do the eight to five and um, come home, and uh, mostly on weekends we have performances with all the radio stuff, and it's so much fun. Make the time, find the time, and just plow into it. That's awesome. So it's uh, what you love, you find time for. So uh, we met through Here Seattle, and Here Seattle is uh, is a wonderful group of people, uh, people in the tech industry who tend to be uh, sort of uh, the their particular ad says people who look around in the tech world and don't always see a lot of people like themselves. That's a great way of putting it. So uh, we all kind of band together once uh, once a month, and then uh, we make uh, we make connections and we network together, and then uh, and then hopefully we we do work together outside of that. So I met you there up at the cloud room, and I just kind of randomly uh, met you and Rose from Educurious. And it turns out that you're into radio drama, and, and I'm doing podcasting, and I remember growing up on radio dramas, and, and I have a great love for them. So we just kind of bumped into each other, and, and just by happenstance, both kind of were into the same thing, and we ended up spending the whole night talking about radio dramas. And <laughs> That's right. So can you tell me, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your work with uh, Imagination Theater? And how and how it led you to uh, wanting to reform Seattle Radio Theater? Kind of the story goes is I was driving home one day listening to a ball game, and at that time, the Mariners and Imagination Theater were uh, on the same station. Now, Imagination Theater uh, is a radio production that was. Uh, put together by a guy named Jim French. He's a local radio icon, and icon is um, even selling him short. And he's had a talk show for a number of years, KVI, Cairo, and some other stations. He loved radio drama, started writing them, and through the years, uh, they started producing them on the radios. And that's one of the shows that I had caught after 
on one of these ball games. Just loved it. I thought, okay, that's great. But then it's tune in next week for the conclusion of this show. I thought, well, crap. Now I have to come back next week and, and listen again. But I was. That's how they get you. <laughs> absolutely. And they, they got me hook, line, and sinker. Through that, I came up and thought, well, gosh, I have some ideas. I wonder if I could write one of these things. I mean, how hard can that be, right? <laughs> so um, I throw, through some circumstance a few years after that, I had met Jim French. He was doing a workshop at a library. He was saying, I'm looking for scriptwriters. I submitted a script to him. They liked it, produced it, and I was writing um, ever since. Um, so I've written, uh, I think, a little over a dozen radio plays and dramas for them. And at one point, he called up um, his assistant, Larry, and said, well, hey, if you ever need some help doing live sound effects at your shows, I mean, how hard can that be? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a month later... After that, the two folks who were doing sound effects were leaving the show. Uh, Larry gives me a call and says, hey, why don't you come on down? Let's um, get you into doing live sound effects. So that's um, kind of my side gig now is doing live sound effects. And I've been doing that with Imagination Theater for just over 10 years now. And who to funk it, but artists are at times, in demand around the area. So at uh, one point, oh, about five, six years ago, I got a call um, saying, well, we have this Seattle radio theater. We need a live sound effects artist. So would you like to come join us? Seattle radio theater was casting the almost live cast with Pat Cashman, Tracy Conway, Jim Dever, and all these folks. And how can you say no to that? So I showed up, met some more wonderful people, and started doing sound effects. And, and through that, at one point, we decided to turn Seattle Radio Theater into um, its own nonprofit organization. And that's, long story short, where we stand now. Fantastic. So, so Seattle Radio Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit uh, and you're looking for board members. So if anyone is uh, looking for a board to be on and you're interested in, in radio theater, uh, this is a place where, where uh, you should contact us. That's right. Hopefully, uh, Seattle Radio Theater will eventually be producing your Phoenix Rising mystery radio drama. And that's um, the underlying hope is, um, my first thing is I love radio drama, audio drama. And I know people like it. We can sell out venues. And um, when we bring young people in, their faces just light up. Say, well, you have a live sound effects artist up there and with all the gizmos and stuff that, yeah, it's part, a big part of our show. But the talent that we have here in the Northwest is outstanding. And we produce some wonderful um, dramas, mysteries, and all. So, so first of all, that's my first love. And then uh, if I can get some, some of our funding and, uh, and be able to produce some of um, the ones that I write, that'd be great. And, yeah, and as he said, Phoenix Rising, that's uh, my police procedural series that I write. Do you want to explain the, the main character and kind of sure. give us an outline of the adventures she goes through? Yeah, I'd love to do that. So the, 
uh, um, I was writing a, a, a mystery. I'll tell you a little bit the story behind this. So writing a, a mystery about the lost Dutchman gold mine. And, uh, you know, a couple kids meet the lost Dutchman and uh, circumstance this and that, whatever. I thought, well, gee, why don't we try to write some kind of a crime mystery out of this? See what happens. Well, I wrote this, and, well, it worked okay. I had uh, a male um, protagonist, female partner, and, well, it was all right. And then I had the idea, well, gosh, with Imagination Theater and, and all the dramas they were doing, well, there weren't at the time, and and sort of even now, there weren't a lot of female protagonists in this. So I thought, okay, I'm going to switch the roles of the male and female. Switch that, boom, it worked perfectly. And so now Dina, that's uh, my main character, Dina Rising, she goes around uh, the Phoenix area solving crimes and does a, a fantastic job of that, you know, better than you know, I could even solve crimes on my own. <laughs> Right on. So, uh, so one of the things you mentioned is that uh, the Pacific Northwest, because possibly because we have uh, a lot of outside work for voice actors, uh, because there's a lot of video game development here. Uh, Nintendo's here, although I don't. Do they do video game development at Nintendo here? Uh, I'm not sure, but I know there's a lot of voiceover work that happens because a lot of. All right, there's Valve. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of the um, the voice talent that I work with have done video games. They claim the fame in that is in the game Portal. The main voice, Glados. Well, yeah, Glados is a personal friend of mine. Yay! So that's my <laughs> that's my little moment of geeking out. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was uh, I was looking through the the web pages uh, doing research for. Uh, uh, imagination theater and looking at all the the people and Ellen McLean was one of the one of the folks her picture was there and it didn't it didn't actually mention her work as Glados uh, the the work that she'd done as it had all of her all of her uh, radio and audio drama work uh, but she didn't actually sell like oh I'm the voice of Glados oh, <laughs> Sometimes they keep it low-key, but um, they'll get invited out to um, conferences and, and conventions, and they roll out the red carpet for them. And her husband, sure, John absolutely. Lowry. Yeah, John Lowry. Yeah, uh, he did uh, he, he did another character, I think, in one of Val's, Val, Val's yeah. games. Yeah, and i got to mention John Lowry, the best director I've ever worked with. Oh, right brain, on. Brain is amazing. So one of the things you mentioned... Uh, as a, a sound effects artist, is that the right term? Like in oh, that's the movie what industry, I, yeah. it's like a foley artist. Yeah, I can never make that distinction, but either way, it all works. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a foley artist—they do their work in a in a soundproof room with nobody watching. You you do your work live uh, <laughs> with with people watching. So, kind of working without a net. Coming up next on Zip Bang Wow Public Access Podcasting, Councilmember Kashama Sawant and President Donald Trump sit down for a candid conversation about what a scallywag that Barack Obama character was and how lucky we are to be rid of him. 
After that, the prequel that started them all, Freaky Fredo's Adventures in Castro's Cuba, Fredo loses the keys to Fidel's Studebaker, and only by winning the no-hito-making contest at the Copa can he get them back. But Frederico has other plans, switching the pineapple juice with rum and accidentally inventing the mojito. Hilarity ensues. At midnight, Zip Bang Wow Public Access Podcasting brings you an encore presentation of the time-shifted 2054 Winter Olympics, sponsored by Tiny Tammy and her terrific time machine. Finals in roller ski jumping, downhill skateboard, and mountain bike freestyle. But first, your local news, brought to you by Sinclair Broadcast Media, InfoWars, and The Blaze. The screaming starts now. Uh, but one of the things you mentioned was kids coming and uh, and and them seeing you uh, do the, the sound effects and, and you get kind of a kick out of that. You work with kids. Uh, that's how I met you, uh, you and Rose. Uh, and we originally started talking about the work that you're doing at Educurious and the work that you do with kids and you, you work with employers. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Can you? Uh, well, my day gig, <laughs> I go around and talk with employers, and we're working on a project. It is in partnership with the city of Seattle, and it's their summer employment program, youth employment program. And what we're um, doing, the basic premise, is taking some kids um, in underserved populations and underserved areas. Um, it, Another way of saying that the common denominator here is low-income kids. And we're giving them an experience during the summer for a couple of months, internships at various companies and organizations around the city. And that's going to expose them a lot of times the first time to the working world. We've been in school for a while. We've uh, we're learning a lot of things, but how do we actually apply this? And the studies show that kids who have experiences, working experiences earlier in life, um, tend to go on to college. They tend to earn uh, earn more money later on in life and all. And uh, it's a way for us to really work on trying to even that playing field for them. And hopefully we can get kids excited about their futures, their careers, and taking good steps um, forward. That can actually help them get into a better college, having uh, work experience. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a way that uh, we, 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 kinda, the, we have a great income disparities in the world. And having, because most companies tend to have unpaid internships, right? Uh so that only people who have the privilege to be able to work at a job where they're not paid for a whole summer. Right, right. And we're hoping that these will become paid internships, at least at the minimum wage and for uh, however many hours, 120, 180 hours. And uh, we're really trying to look for some employers who will help pay those wages for the kids. Is some subsidy monies, but we're trying to peanut butter that, you know, spread that around the, the area. But if um, 
but ideally, yeah, if, if our employers can step up and pay some wages, that would be ideal. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of times employers will kind of give lip service to diversity, but at some point, uh, if we really believe that diversity is a, a benefit, uh, we live in a capitalist society. So if you want a benefit, you got to pay for it. Yeah. And I think um, I really truly believe that Seattle is primed and ready to take those positive steps. Like you're saying, it's got to be more than lip service and just saying that on our you know, tagline on our website, uh, it's you know, hiring a couple of folks here and there. Uh, I mean, some of these kids that I have, they have wonderful cultural skills. They have wonderful language skills. And how great is that to bring into your office environment? And if more and more thought that way, yeah, we just have some attitudes, good, I'm, I'm talking about positive attitudes here towards race and equity. Um, but I, at times I think, and I'd like to see more efforts from companies out there to take some of those big leaps forward. And I, I think we can just have a wonderful region and just show the rest of the country, hey, here's how to do it. Absolutely. Uh I use this metaphor a lot. I'm going to use it again. Uh, that it takes a certain amount of electricity before a spark will jump a gap. We've known for a long time, like the data is there to show that diversity uh, helps companies compete better. It, 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 it changes minds. It gives us new perspectives. But there's uh, kind of an inertia to... Uh, 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 there, was, there was a term that somebody used. It's like... A, there there are cultures and people uh culture fit uh is is what it is uh i was talking with a woman at here in seattle and she mentioned you know it's really hard to break that uh the, the during the during the interview process they actually bring people in and ask the people that already work there if they're comfortable working with the new person and you know, as much as uh, Seattle is a pretty liberal place, uh, people are, uh, again, people believe that diversity is good, but we have these unconscious. Uh, well, you know, t at times we have these, uh, if we want to just pull it out, we have biases. And yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't make us bad people. We're bad people when we choose not to change. Right. Uh it's it's uh we're not we're not bad people because we have these biases it's when we're uh informed of them and and we decide well i don't i don't want to i don't want to do the work required to to make that change in my life right. uh maybe bad people's the wrong word <laughs> but uh but we have that we have that option it's it's hard work it it means uh it means uh, living up to values and and uh, making change is always difficult, but it's always rewarding uh, once once you put in that work. Absolutely, how how rewarding that is. I mean, I, I can look back, and I'll even share in, in my life um, growing up with well, just growing up here in, in the Northwest um, over on the East Side. 
off, we talk about diversity. I always joke that you know I was the diversity in, in my school out there. Right. But then there, there are choices that we make uh, for whatever reasons, and it's questioning a lot of those reasons. There's a point in my life when you look at, say, the LGBTQT community, and uh, where uh, bias is fed to me says, well, no, they're different. You shouldn't be um, associating with those folks. You know, I'm using my air quotes here. But, um, but yeah, I sat back one day and said, wait, wait a second. This can't be right. You're um, supposed to be embraceive of all people um, and all, but my main thing is like, well, no, I don't want to miss out on these beautiful friends that I will make um, and friends that I go out and um, have in my life. And I don't want to exclude anybody, no matter who they are, where they're from and all that. Um, putting up those walls, we limit ourselves from so many possibilities, so many great things that can come into our lives. So, yeah, at least for me, I make the choice. You know, I'm embracing everything. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's difficult for me. I know. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, in a, a really uh, a difficult environment. Uh, you know, rural Indiana, which is you know, not the most welcoming environment to anybody that's different. I was an outsider there, uh, and good heavens, there were kids uh, who lived there who were treated as perpetual outsiders and not given. Uh, the 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 society worked to actively exclude them, and it was it was horrible to watch. Uh, so I've seen uh, I've seen the uh, the super ugly side of it, um, and uh, you know, and I come to Seattle, and nobody's working actively to push people out, but we just need people to. Take that extra step because because it is worth it. You know, I go to I go to hear Seattle events and it's a lot of work for me. I have to get out of uh, uncomfortable because I'm uh, I'm not necessarily an introvert, but I'm incredibly shy uh, <laughs> and uh, and I, I have social anxiety. I have crazy amounts of social anxiety. But every time uh, every time I open up to other people and listen to other people. I benefit. I become a better person, and that I think that once we can uh, teach other people that value uh, and that those skills, I, I think uh, we will have enough energy for that spark to jump the gap. Yes, and and uh, and we really will have a, a culture of inclusion, not just a culture of of diversity but a culture of inclusion where we're wel welcoming people in yes and, and yeah i loop that back and say that uh yeah i see seattle as uh being primed and ready to take that step i see organizations like here seattle positive things that are happening um in our city um and i i want to even in that realm, um, throw a shout out to, uh, they're called Sound Generations. And when you look at hiring practices and seeing that we are going to be inclusive, we are going to embrace um, 
all peoples and all that. And looking at an organization like that in their hiring practice and um, their conversations they have internally with staff and how they move forward because of the people that they serve, uh, I think those are there's some great, wonderful examples of how things can be practice model for uh, other organizations throughout the country. Sound generation. Sound generations. I'll, uh, sound generations. Uh, I will look it up and I'll add it to the show notes. Cascade Bicycle Club's Emerald City Ride is this weekend. If you haven't signed up yet, this is your chance to get a $5 discount on registration. Use the coupon code I've put in the show notes to sign up. You'll get a discount, and I'll get an entry in a contest to win a burrito. The Emerald City Ride this year is from the usual spot across from Safeco Field, up the viaduct, through the viaduct tunnel, over the George Washington Memorial Bridge, across Wallingford, and then back towards downtown on the Ship Canal Bridge via the express lanes. It's a fun ride on roads we don't normally get to travel on by bicycle. The coupon code is only good until 11.59 p.m. on Wednesday, April 4th, so either hurry or forget it. Please see the show notes at sipbangwow.com slash blog for full details. Do you have any, uh, do you have any parting words? Do you, uh, that's the thing you actually said earlier is some pretty good parting words. Um, you know, just a, a, a dude who got some fortunate breaks and um, got into some wonderful situations where, one, I get to work with youth um, and uh, help them along. And I also, oh, I'll, I'll give one quick little shout out for um, a great youth organization called First Robotics. I used to sit on their board. I just wanted to mention that because they came to mind right now. Um, so that's one to look up. You know, kind of shy myself, got introduced to this world of radio where we can sit back and use our imaginations to create um, scenes in our heads. And so being able to do stuff like this here in our great Northwest, um, very grateful for all that my environment, all that the people around me have given me. So, um, so there we go. How's that for some parting thoughts that's fantastic um i uh i just want to say i really appreciate your enthusiasm and your energy that uh that you have around uh not just audio drama and radio drama but around uh around everything that you do i think you bring that that energy and that excitement and that uh vigor to to the to everything that i you know your face lights up and your and and your passion really shows and i really appreciate it um and i've gained a lot from you make you help make me more excited about the things i want to do and i really look forward to us working together on uh radio stuff uh well maybe not radio stuff podcasting stuff audio stuff that uh, and and different delivery methods for it. So I, I really look forward to that, and I always look forward to seeing you at here, Seattle. Well, thank you so much, Johnny, for this opportunity to just sit and chat. Absolutely. This has been Four Finger Shotguns, a production of Zip Bang Wow in Seattle. 
For more information about this podcast, please visit our website at zipbangwow.com slash FFS. Thanks to Curtis Takahashi for visiting with us. You can learn more about Seattle Radio Theater on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash theater and Imagination Theater on their website at jimfrenchproductions.com. You can learn more about Sound Generations at soundgenerations.org. More about FIRST Robotics Competition, the robotics contest for high school students, at firstinspires.org slash robotics slash FRC. Imagination Theater has a double bill coming up Monday, April 9th at 7.30 p.m. at the Kirkland Performance Center. Tickets at kpcenter.org. You can learn more about Educurious, become a mentor, or provide young people with paid internships and job opportunities at educurious.com. You can find all these links and more at our website at zipbangwow.com FFS. Next week, we'll be talking autonomous vehicles with Yes Segura. I hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening. Zip-bang. This has been a Zip Bang Wow production.